This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Been a lot of talk about the future of Canada Post, uh, certainly since we had a, a work stoppage narrowly averted, the last minute settlement. Uh, but clearly there are still questions about Canada Post's future. And I, I think a lot of those questions are unresolved with this uh, deal that they struck with their employees about uh, pension reform uh, in the way in which uh, mail is delivered to Canadians, the the decision to move away from door to door home delivery has proven to be controversial for those communities who, up until now, we're we're still receiving it. Uh, and so, what does Canada Post need to do to remain sustainable going forward? And and what kind of government policy should be shaped around that? So th- there were some big questions that were put to this this uh, four member panel, a task force that the government set up. Uh, to review Canada Post and where it needs to go from here. Joining us for more is the uh, chair of that task force, Francois Bertrand, uh, joins us on the line here this afternoon. Francois, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to well, the program. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, so what was the mandate then the, to this task force? Well, there were three uh, elements to the mandate. First, to assess the financial uh, assessment for uh, Canada Post uh, now and its in future for the next 10 years. Secondly, where are Canadians today? Canadians as the general population and as well the uh, business people. And thirdly, um, given that there was an assumption that the financial situation was not too healthy, uh, what could be done, what could be options to be considered by the uh, parliamentary committee? Because we didn't have to make recommendations. What was expected of us was to present the situation what Canadians want and um, options that the uh, parliamentary committee would look into, would consult Canadians, and then go for a recommendation to government at the end Mm -hmm. of the year. What is the current financial picture at Canada Post? Because there are liabilities that they are dealing with. Uh, Mail mail delivery is down. There's money being made on the parcel side. So what does it all add up to? Well, the thing is, is indeed, it has been moving from a male-centric type of organization to a parcel-centric type of organization. Male has been declining uh, 20% in the last five years, 39% in the last 10 years. And despite the raise in the um, stamps from 63 cents to 85 cents in 2014, uh, still it's not really enough to really cover uh, all the charges. And um, especially the current charges, because we have labor uh, that is up to 70% of their cost. And there is a pension solvency situation that is of $8 billion for which government has given a holiday to this day to uh, Post Canada, but uh, will uh, kind of require some investment as of 2018 or 2019. So when you do project for the next years, definitely the situation is not one that is uh, balanced in the uh, books of uh, Canada Post. What about the pension issues? How, how serious a problem is that? 
Well, as I say, there is like three elements in the pension. There's the current, uh, the uh, ongoing concern. There is also the accrued amounts, which uh, is uh, the indexation of people who have already retired, but it is understood in the collective agreement that there should be indexation. That's about 350,000, 350 million every year. Plus, there is that solvency situation of $8 billion that in 2018 or 19 will have to be, uh, that the uh, Canada Post will have to start uh, reimbursing. Okay, so then in terms of how they address that, is there room for greater efficiencies within the company, do you think? Well, uh, we haven't looked at uh, managerial uh, capacities and re-engineering. What we've looked at is uh, looking at the international uh, situation of other postal services. We've looked at, are there possibilities of uh, kind of uh, acting differently and having cost reduced? Or are they options by which uh, new revenues could come to Canada Post? And frankly, uh, the uh, span of options is not as important as we had the first thought. We started with about 41 options, and when you go through a filter of criteria of feasibility, there were not that many left to offer to the uh, attention of the parliamentary committee. The first one is one that... Uh, uh, of course, Canadians are familiar with now is the community mailbox. Although uh, we uh, propose to the um, parliamentary committee to exclude the um, doors that are in downtown of the cities in Canada because it is very difficult to install those community mailbox and it's very difficult for cars to be circulating around uh, the downtown streets. So that would uh, take uh, out about 800,000 uh, doors in Canada, uh, so the uh, saving was, would not be as high as it was first projected, but it's still meaningful. And Canadians have told us that um, they wish uh, that Canada Post keep on door-to-door for people with mobility problem in Canada. So uh, that is what we have introduced as an option to uh, the parliamentary committee. The other um, situation is one that, uh, you know, there are still lots of post offices in Canada. And uh, on the other end, there is a lot also of uh, stores that have franchises for uh, Bus Canada. And in the cities, we find that uh, oftentimes uh, Canadians will prefer to have uh, longer hours uh, where they can be serviced by the counter of uh, Canada Post. so we're saying is the post office uh, still of the same necessity in the cities as it used to be? And there's a rural moratorium uh, since 1994 uh, that has kind of frozen the situation in Canada, where post offices are considered to be in rural area when it's in Moncton, Halifax, Brampton. So there's definitely um, an opportunity to redefine what is really rural. And uh, if we were to redefine this, uh, there would be a big saving of 177 million. The other uh, thing is Canadians have told us that 
once they're uh, told about the financial situation of Canada Post, um, you know, they're considering many options, and they say one that we'd be very prepared to consider is alternate day of delivery, because although we are attached to mail, we want Canada Post to remain a public institution. Uh, there is definitely less need than there was in terms of mail, and uh, we would be very prepared to have mail once every two days, even even uh, one every three days. So we have um, analyzed that option, and it's a saving of $74 million. Um, then you can always do streamlining processing operations uh, by uh, innovation in technology, uh, and uh, that would uh, bring other uh, millions into uh, the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the budget of uh, Canada Post. In terms of new revenues, there is less um, uh, opportunities that we were able to really analyze. We've seen one that uh, Canada Post could sell advertising uh, in its retail network and also on its uh, truck fleet. Uh, that would be a possibility, certainly. And uh, when they do serve uh, rural and remote uh, areas, as the last mile, could they uh, kind of enlarge their offer to other uh, possibilities, to other uh, private companies in order to uh, give uh, service uh, to those communities? So those are what we've called the budgetary possibilities. Um, we have analyzed the door-to-door, -door, the restoration of door-to-door, uh, and we have described it in our reports because it's not for us to choose what should be done at the end of the day, but it was important to make the analysis and make the uh, parliamentary committee aware of the cost of it. And the cost is uh, $1.2 billion annually if you'd like to restore door-to-door. Uh, uh, and that means $73 to $124 uh, a year for each Canadian that would receive it, or an increase on our stamps of $0.50. Cents. Um, that might uh, kind of accelerate the decline of the usage of mail. So we present the uh, description of that option because it was our responsibility to do so. So that's why when we complete the analysis, we say there's no secret to the caramel. And because of that, um, probably we can consider those options as short-term, mid-term, although they need still, uh, you know, kind of more implementation tests. But uh, probably government will have to consider realignment, uh, mm -hmm. new governance probably, and maybe uh, make a difference between what is mail and what is parcel, because the parcel has been um, increasing a lot. Uh, it's a 39% uh, increase over the five years, but it doesn't bring the equivalent in revenues, because in revenues you cannot do uh, for parcel parcels like it's been done for stamps. You cannot go to government and say, please uh, allow me to raise my price because it's a competitive market. Post Canada is not the only provider 
of distribution of parcels in Canada. So it has to really respect the rules of the marketplace. So that is why the situation, uh, you know, ends up being uh, that uh, the system, the operation, belongs to a male type of organization where now Canada Post is still male-oriented, but in a very smaller portion of its operations, and it has become a parcel company. Now, there are some who who would like to see Canada Post become, uh, in part, a banking company or offer banking services. Did did, did you study that, and is there a case to be made for that? Yes, well, there's a case made in our uh, report, and uh, it it has been proposed by uh, some unions and also some municipalities, and it's an interesting uh, avenue, we had to look at it, and looking at the international best practices, of course, there are many countries who have postal banking, uh, but in the uh, postal uh, services, we've uh, consulted uh, stakeholders. We were told that uh, it seemed a good idea at the time, but today, given the regulatory uh, framework, the uh, requirements are so high, the um, security that has and the safety measures that have to be implemented uh, the technology information that has to be provided in order to offer uh, you know the uh, proper system uh, it is really among us the cost that it incur and uh, at the same time we have pulled the needs of Canadians and the needs of Canadians uh, it's seven percent of uh, Canadians who have said that they would be uh, really in agreement to uh, switch to a postal bank and uh, 11% of the uh, businesses. But in fact, uh, when you look at this situation in Canada, uh, the uh, system is a well-known and uh, has a fabulous reputation. We come as a country as the best banking system in the Western world for the sixth year in a row. Uh, 90, I forgot the exact number, but it's over 90% of Canadians have a bank account. Um, And uh, we have five charter banks. We have the credit unions. We have Les Caisses des Jardins. So when you look at this, you say there's little space for uh, starting a new postal bank. Uh, And uh, of course, with the situation that is at the start financially uh, difficult, how can Canada Post invest in such a venture? It'd be very difficult. So we said in the rural areas and remote areas, could the post offices offer to banks that have left those communities to have a counter, maybe to have one counter for two or three banks, uh, so that, uh, you know, the post office and communities become a hub of different services. So that is the option we have presented mm-hmm. today. Well, very interesting. Uh, we'll see what uh, the government does with this report now that it's it's in their hands. Uh, Francoise, thank you so much for joining is. us here today. I appreciate well, this. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to explain uh, this situation. All right, thank much you. appreciated. Take care. Francois Bertrand as the task force chair of this panel put together by the government to, to examine the, the future of Canada Post. Uh, and so I, I think some of this may prove awkward. I, I don't know if the Liberals are really serious about restoring home delivery.
I, I think they were pandering to that crowd uh, last year, but I don't know if they were really seriously going to force Canada Post to restore home delivery. And then how far are you going to take that? So now you get this report coming back and say, no, don't. Don't restore it. Uh, the Canada Post is not currently financially self-sustainable, that they're going to need to make some changes. They're going to need to, to have an overhaul, make some cuts. Uh, and don't make them a bank either, which is what Cup W was hoping for. So, But here's the problem that, as she said in the, the interview there, that they wanted to remain this public institution. So they didn't look at the option of opening it up to competition, ending the monopoly, or selling off Canada Post, which is unfortunate. Uh, Andrew Coyne in the National Post today makes a pretty compelling case that why should we tolerate a monopoly that's just going to give us less and charge us more? That if a Canadian wants to pay to have mail delivered to his or her door, why should they not be able to pay for it? Now, I don't care. I use a super box, and I probably only check it uh, two or three times a week at most. But if you value door-to-door daily mail delivery, then why shouldn't you be able to pay for it? It would be very expensive to, to restore home delivery, as she said. So why not let the people who want it pay for it? That's not something they looked at. I don't think the government's going to go down that path, but why not? 974-8255 is our telephone number. Quick break here. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.